0: following podcast is improvised satire and all characters are fictional
1: hello i'm dean ardenfell this is the podcast where i interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate hogswood cooper media just my little reminder that corporations are people too Dear listeners, Dean Ardenfell here, and boy, it's been an eventful two weeks. When we last talked, I had just moved my estranged mother into my basement apartment, and um, well, things are going well, as long as I steer clear of what used to be my bedroom, uh, where she spends most of her time. She's been going through a breakup, so once in a while, she'll demand a cup of noodles, and I'll leave it outside the door for her. Gotta be honest, I'm beginning to feel a little more like her warden than her son, but I shouldn't complain. You know, we should all count our blessings that we aren't under an existential threat, that causes us to have to bomb hospitals and schools full of unarmed civilians just to get to a couple terrorists. But thank God America is arming them against the terrifying threat that's hiding under all that rubble and children. Anyway, we changed the name of the podcast several weeks ago. Um, I think it confused some people, so I would just love it if you could get it out there and share it with some friends if you have a minute. And of course, subscribe and review all that stuff. And why not join our brand new Patreon? We now have one subscriber. we would love to get to two or three. Okay, we have a great new episode for you today. First, I talked to the editor of a luxury gift guide who puts together a catalog which includes some of the most unattainable items in the world. Then I talked to a woman who acquires rental properties, and she believes that landlords are a marginalized group, which I did not know. I talked to them both in the studio. I think you're going to love it. So on with the show. Please enjoy this brand new episode of Corporations Are People Too. My first guest is the editor-in-chief of Feather and Soil, the luxury gift guide for shoppers with discriminating taste. The guide, which is available online and in catalog form, offers everything from jewel-encrusted dog collars to private yacht vacations and more. In her spare time, she leads underwater yoga classes. Please welcome Dana Van Frankel. Hi, Dana. Hello. Wow, what an interesting thing. It's coming up on the holiday season, and uh, certain people who are in the know can get your catalog, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know, we are a catalog company,
2: but I I really think of us as being more of a wellness company, Mm. you know, like um, it's just with something like the jewel-encrusted dog collar, you know, it's really all about how your dog feels about itself. We want to instill ourselves, our pets, our plants with that sense of beauty and confidence that really you know, mix, makes everyone feel good inside and out.
1: Right, right. So if you have a, a dog and they're in anything less than, you know, uh, a $40,000 jewel-encrusted dog collar, how is that dog expected to have self-esteem when it goes out there in the world? Yeah,
2: I mean, well, we do, you know, we love our fur babies and we want to do everything possible to extend the life of our pets. And, mm-hmm. you know, recently um, studies have shown that jewels can increase the lifespan of a pet by... Wow. 30 or 40%. Wow.
1: Yeah. And I, I know that you actually, your company does have a lot of, uh, a whole department of scientists whose whole job it is to study these things and pro- provide results like this.
2: Yeah. I mean, and and results is how we think about it, right? Mm, like yeah. We are a data driven company. And so, you know, mm. we're really looking for, you know, not just the private yacht vacation, but mm. you know, h- how is the private yacht vacation making our, our welcomed guests feel, you know, and yeah. and we're consistently being rated 10 out of 10.
1: Wow. So you, I mean, people really like this. And, you know, this, uh, I, my my listeners could be forgiven for not maybe hearing about your company because it is sort of more of a, you have to be in the know, sort of in the 1% to get this catalog. I mean, uh, you, you've got I mean, the prices on some of these things are a little steep, but that's sort of part of the, uh, part of the appeal, right? Well, I mean,
2: you really get what you pay for, you know, if you're going to go on a yacht vacation, do you want to be on the yacht vacation with, you know, who knows who, who knows who could be on that yacht? Do you, do trust the safety for, you know, your children, your pets, just, you know, around a bunch of other vacationers, you need the boat, to yourself. Right. And so in a way it's, it's a discount when you think about everything that you are getting out of the experience.
1: Yeah. The, I'm sure um, the, there is peace of mind that comes with like, let's go on a yachting trip and not have to worry about you know, sort of dirty other people who might be yeah uh, nearby. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's really you know, it's a holistic yacht experience. Mm. You know, we have to mind everything. You know, the lights, the sound, really the smells. It's mm. the smells of other people that so often changes our experience. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and I know you have you have products to address that too. You have products that are ex- exclusive. You know, perfumes and scents and things that yeah, are intended to sort of create a barrier between yourself and other people.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, you know the foundation, really, the ethos Mm. uh, of our collection is, you know, we want to have products to gift that will let the people in your life know that you do love them, even though none of your behavior (laughs) demonstrate it
1: yeah, yeah. That, well you know? I mean you know that's a thing with uh, with if you're looking at the one percent of society and uh, that, that it might just be that um, those people have a different way because they're you know better than the average people have a different way of expressing love and affection um, and they do it in in the form of feather and soil products and experiences rather than time invested or you know demonstrative love or things like that
2: right you know I mean sometimes you know people at this level, They may not have had time Mm. to um, necessarily see or interact with their children, you know, for a few months. And, you know, I mean, you know, you may need to show your child that you love it. It. Can I say it? Sure. Um, It (laughs) by, you know, giving like, you know, perhaps a toy car that that was really made by Mercedes, you Mm. know? Yeah. I mean, Hot Wheels. Yeah. Things have really changed a lot since. We were right, children, right. right? Like we don't feed our children, um, you know, the same breakfast cereals anymore. Our understanding of health has mm. changed, and our understanding of the gifting space has evolved as well. The
1: gifting space and childhood development, and
2: uh, and you know, we don't want to judge. We know that you know these Hot Wheels parents, they're they're doing sure. their best, but yeah. is that enough for? You? for your kid. Yeah, they're doing
1: their stinky, smelly best. Yeah. So if you, um, I mean, I want to get into some of the products and experiences that you offer. I have a few listed here and maybe just, uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about, you know, how you go about as the editor-in-chief selecting these experiences, um, because, you know, there's limited real estate in the catalog, right? Yeah. Um, So you've got, you know, normal stuff like, uh, you know, Prada, uh, sandals, uh, and, uh, you know, there's a Burberry diamond ring pillow uh, for your jewelry and uh, a Busendorfer grand piano, things like that. Um, but also I noticed, uh, some of the experiences are really interesting. Like, uh, have Banksy paint your luxury yacht in the middle of the night for $350,000. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that really is, that
2: really is a discount, right? You you think about how much it it would take for Banksy to paint your yacht and, you know, what I, but what kind of price would you put on that? A million, two million, right? But then here it's available to you, you know, for the same price as a, you know, a starter home and and Mm. some kind of terrible mid-sized city. You sure. Know? Right. Um, so
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, there's also uh, one here that says take over the role of King George the Third in Hamilton for one performance for $200,000. Yeah. I that's,
2: mean, I mean, you know, that's going
1: to be an interesting performance, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Hamilton, you know, as, as beloved by uh chase and Buddha um, mm you know, Hamilton, um, it really, you know, did I think get, Chase
1: did it one time, did do the King Hamilton or King George, the third role uh, Oh, did he? on one of the, one of the nights he must've paid the, uh, ponied up the 200 grand. To, yeah.
2: It must've been through our catalog, right. Must have been. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. one of our valued, um, guests, clients, mm. you know, he's just, um, he, yeah, you know, he's obviously a huge Hamilton fan. Mm. And, you know, I think what, um, what our customers are looking for is a way to really know that they're making an impact in the world. Um, but without necessarily having to do anything that takes time or investment, you know, so this is perfect because, you know, you're just going to the musical, you're performing for a couple hours, probably don't have to rehearse or anything like that. You just kind of get up there, sing from the soul. And, um, you know, then, you know, you've, you've changed lives like and you've, you've been expressed yourself through art. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you haven't had to go through, you know, years of musical theater training and
2: exactly.
1: auditioning and all of that.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: there's a, there, one more experience I wanted to get your take on, which is, uh, this one says operate the pump jack on the wellhead of a brand new oil well, bringing up the very first product it yields. So you can just go right out there to the oil fields and be the first person to pull the handle on, on a new oil well. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, this idea <laughs> came about when I was talking to my friend George Oh Bush, yeah, Um, yeah, and I thought it was King
1: George because we were on the King George Thursday. No, no, Bush,
2: um, you know George, but I call him George. We're Uh we're on those kind of terms together, and you know, I think that you know the oil industry has really been so um, unfairly maligned Mm. in the past few years, right? You know, and you know we're seeking to really, you know, take back the narrative and give people the opportunity to interact with this beautiful natural substance that comes from the earth, mm. you know, like, and you just, you know, it, it fuels us. It literally fuels us yeah, yeah. and, um, gives us life. And, you know, we, we want people to, you know, be able to experience that magic for, mm. for themselves. You know, and you
1: know, it's so important when you're trying to change the narrative on anything to try to put a human face on things. Yeah. Um, And if, you know, if we have these, you know, very likable billionaires going out there and and pulling the handle, we get like a really uh, we get a human face associated with something. And maybe we change our minds about uh, this destructive nature of fossil fuels.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think ever since the accident... Never mind. Um, oh, y- yeah. You know, a few years ago there was some kind of incident, but it's been way overblown, I, and you I know, I think it was really that. taken out of context by yeah. the press. And yeah. you know, as cancel culture is these days, you blow up a few people, the and liberal then all of a media sudden, called it. Everyone uh, wants to get rid of your free speech, but
1: they call they. I believe they called it the "There Will Be Blood" moment, and mm-hmm. um, where it just exploded into the sky, and it went all over everybody and scalded people, and
2: right. It was, it was but terrible. you know, I mean, I think it's not separate from what we provide in a way. Uh, you know, our clients you know, people who buy the feather and soil gift guide, there are people that are looking to reintroduce that healthy sense of risk into their sure. life. Like so many times, you know, there are people that have, you know, the healthiest food, the highest quality of medical care. And there's not a lot of opportunity to just randomly die. Yeah. And that is the experience that you know, people want to have, they want to roll the dice. They want to fill themselves with that adrenaline. And sure, you know, some people are, you know, taking psychedelics for that kind of thing. And, you know, Uh, they're finding that therapeutic, but some
1: people are going to space. Yeah.
2: But for us, you know, we'd like to, you know, it's, it's better than a drug, right? Mm. Because it's an experience and you can forever, um, you know, have something to talk about wow. at a party.
1: That's so interesting. Uh, you also mentioned that you uh, that the, the people who buy the catalog. I hadn't, I didn't realize that there was a price tag on the catalog itself.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, well, that,
1: that'll winnow out the riff raff right away. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, we can't just be, you know, it's rare. Each catalog is printed by chopping down an entire whole tree from the Amazon rainforest, oh, wow, right? Because wow. we want to make sure that it's a very specialized and individual catalog.
1: So, how do you contend with that? When I know there's an online version of it, they must have to pay for that as well yeah
2: you know the online version you know we it, it's really just a taste of what I our see. offerings are you know and you're not um getting that you know satisfaction that it's a whole tree yeah. that belongs to you from ah. one of the most You know, special places in the globe, really. Yeah,
1: I mean that that's that's a coffee table book right there. Just to put the catalog right on your coffee table and say that whole catalog is an Amazon rainforest tree.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you know, one thing that a lot of people don't know yet is that our catalog is edible. Um, It is it's a special type of edible paper, and um, it is doctors are saying that it is one of the best sources of prebiotic fiber that you can actually introduce into your system. You know,
1: your doctors. Probably yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, all kinds of doctors. I think Mm. Gwyneth was mentioning it.
1: Mm. Um, Was Gwyneth a doctor?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. She must have gotten um, some kind of a. Yeah, I mean, who really trusts you know doctors? Our clients aren't going to to those kinds of doctors. You know, like they're not sitting in an urgent care. They are. They're getting the best you know catalogs and and vitamins and Mm. papers you know to eat.
1: I mean, all you got to do is look at how roided up. Jeff Bezos has gotten in recent years to know he's got to be eating something that's, you know, making him strong and healthy. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, Jeff is a perfect example. You know, he's obviously uh, one of the wealthiest people in the entire planet, you know, but Still, you know, we we see he's having a hard time with women, right? And so we want to give um Is he I, I well, saw... I mean he's not he's not doing the roids out of nowhere, right? No, no. I you saw know?
1: photos of his uh beautiful, beautiful fiance and just so natural looking.
2: Right. But you would expect a guy like that to have, you know, eight or nine fiancees at mm, his level, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. And so, you know, this this catalog can give someone like Jeff, you know, the opportunity to really, you know, buy something, um, very special and, um, and thoughtful, you know, for however many fiances he may have. I
1: see. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, it truly is the catalog for people who have literally everything. Um, uh, before we get to our second guest here, I just want to throw throw out there. You're, you're also an instructor of underwater yoga. That's an interesting hobby.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's thrilling, it's enthralling, you know, um,
1: I didn't know you could do that underwater.
2: Well, you know, the, our classes are fairly short, Okay. Um,
1: so you don't have any scuba gear or anything like that?
2: No, no, we, we, it's, uh, it's, it's gear free. You know, we call it the naked experience, not literally naked, but naked as in sans equipment, you Mm. know? Um, but you know, each, each class, um, is, you know, but somewhere between 30 and 90 seconds long. Okay. And, um, you know, it's very reasonably priced at $500 per class, you Mm. know, but obviously we sell packages as well. Um, and you know, it's a really, um, it's a chance for people to, you know, connect with their inner wetness. Yeah. I mean,
1: this is so interesting and it really connects back to your job because when we first started this conversation, you talked about health and wellness and really you're you're looking to help people, you know, uh, create the best versions of themselves. And it sounds like your underwater yoga practice does that as well for people.
2: Right. I mean, I'm not trying to knock land based (laughs) yoga. Um, I know that you're not going to hate on
1: a goat yoga. Yeah.
2: Some people do have success with that, Mm. you know, but, um, you know, we find that the the body is is capable of all kinds of other things underwater, you know, so we mm. want you to stretch yourself, but also to stretch yourself, right? Yeah. Wow. Like, you know, it's not just a one kind of stretching, It's stretching, but it's also stretching, you know, and yeah. that is what the underwater yoga experience. Yeah. You're stretching provides. your
1: lungs and your body and your spirit and all of yeah, that.
2: Yeah. Gwyneth is a huge fan.
1: Um, I'm surprised to hear you speak about Gwyneth on a first name basis. Seems like her, her, guide might be a direct competition with yours now.
2: You know, I mean, look, you know, I I really admire what she's doing, but, you know, when you think of feather and soil, it's not... Um, our brand isn't associated with something like a, a vagina-scented candle, right, for example, right? right. right? You know, um, we're not targeting mm, suburban women who maybe send their kids to to public school, um, mm. or you know, work. You know, they might be a VP or, or a partner yeah. or something. I, I think that that is the demographic for you know Gwen's Gwen's work, and I, I really appreciate I that because we need we need people who serve you know our less advantaged population. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, you, less advantaged being. VPs of companies and things like the the right. people you know, that Gwyneth is.
2: Those people deserve holiday gifts sure, as well, sure. right? And like, they
1: can have their vagina eggs and yeah. And your catalog is a little higher class than that. Yeah,
2: it's you know it's a gift for the most gifted, right? Like it's wow. a, it's you know specials for the most. Uh, special
1: Special. gift for the most gifted, special for the most special. This is all very exciting and interesting. And uh, um, I'd love to come back to you and talk to you a little more at the end. Uh, well, folks, my second guest today has a, a bunch of holdings and it's up to her how hard she decides to squeeze. Uh, we're going to find out what that means. But first, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: It's the holiday season and your personal shopping assistants are out of ideas. After doing deep research on your wife and children, they still can't find that one special gift that will make your family feel like you love them, even though you spend very little quality time with them. You need Feather and Soil, the gift guide for the top 1% of the global elite. Of course, our gift guide has swimming pools and grand pianos, but we also offer experiences. Wouldn't your wife love to be in Wicked on Broadway? Perhaps your son would like to open a brand new oil well. And we have smaller items too. Trinkets like Prada bags and Tiffany necklaces that are sure to keep the au pair happy and quiet. Inquire about the Feather and Soil catalog today and tomorrow we'll be shredding a Brazilian rainforest tree into a fine edible pulp. All to print your bespoke catalog just in time for the holidays. Feather and Soil, if you have to ask, you can't afford it.
1: And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we've been talking to Dana Van Frankel, editor-in-chief for Feather and Soil, and now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She's the VP of acquisitions for Tight Grip Holdings, a mom-and-pop company that holds rental properties in Southern California. TGP is about to start its 2024 fundraising drive in order to expand and diversify its portfolio. On weekends, she builds her own zip lines. Please welcome Lucy Beth Tudswell. Hi, Lucy Beth. Hi, how are you? Oh, great. Um, what an exciting job you have, um, responsible for you know adding properties to this, uh, essentially, landlord company, this Tight Grip Holdings, yeah? Yes, yes. That, that must be a, a challenging and interesting profession.
0: It is. Uh, every day is its own reward. Um, hmm. You know, uh, whether that reward is financial...
1: Uh, or other. Well, you know, you're getting a lot of flack these days, obviously landlords, you know, for hoarding properties uh, when there's such a housing crisis everywhere. But, you know, I think that's mainly just haters who, um, for whatever reason, can't go out there and buy their own homes or won't because they're too lazy um, and that sort of thing, right? I mean, it must be hard for to be a landlord these days because there's so much hate out there for, for landlords.
0: It's tough. Uh, you know, being a member of any minority group is always difficult. Sure. And... I'm all about intersectionality. Okay. At the end of the day, yeah. you know, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're oh. a homeowner. Um, oh, I, you I, know, I respect. I didn't you. think that
1: was the way that word was going to end.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, I'm sorry. What did you think I was going to say? Uh, I,
1: I, 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 won't say it, but I, I do, I do find it interesting. You think of a landlord as a as a marginalized group.
0: Well, people definitely, you know, don't like us.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's true. And you're in the minority, so that by it's very nature you yes, are a one percent
0: is the minority it's right just math
1: yeah that makes sense yeah yeah i mean so i mean you got a lot of millennials out there today or gen z whining that oh i got to pay 70 percent of my income on housing to rent uh, or i have to skip my meals to afford a place to live how do you respond to that kind of whining
0: well i guess you know there's two ways to respond to it really you can meet their whining with more whining hmm and then you get into this endless whining loop Yeah. or you can raise the rent and then they're too busy working more to whine.
1: Oh, is that what's happening? Yes. See, I always thought it was like inflation and, uh, you know, hoarding wealth and all these different reasons for uh, rent consistently. No, being, I just don't like the criticism. It's just, uh, that is your response to yes. criticism. Oh, and and it's and a it's punishment. Not, and yes. it's, oh, it is punitive. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was wondering, because you're saying essentially like if you if they're working harder, they're not complaining. Um, Uh huh. And that
0: because they don't have the time or the energy, they're exhausted.
1: Okay, interesting. Um, so it's both. It's both punitive and it is a way to get them to shut up. I guess. Uh huh. Yes. (laughs) See, silencing, silencing them. Yeah, interesting. I I would never have thought of that. So, um, you're also, um, getting raked over the coals, uh, uh, by you know the the liberal social media for uh, you've you've started this upcoming fundraising drive where you're actually literally asking your tenants for donations because it's been so hard. Uh, to diversify your portfolio during COVID and stuff. It's
0: been, diversification of my portfolio during COVID was probably one of the worst things to happen throughout the whole pandemic. Is that you so? You know, it, yeah. the, the quality yeah. of my portfolio plummeted. Really? Uh, God, it was awful. It was yeah. awful. You know, I had I had tenants who refused to get out of their apartments.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Despite the fact that I had tenants willing to pay more money. Mm-hmm. for the units sure and legally i can't go in there and i can't say hey you don't live here anymore yeah there, wrong.
1: there were like a couple months there where legally landlords were not allowed to evict people and that must have been really hard that on was landlords. really hard
0: for us <laughs> yeah that yeah. was like really traumatic yeah like i hate to say the word toxic but yeah it was toxic
1: Wow, it's so interesting hearing this from your perspective. The idea of landlords as marginalized people who are uh, dealing with toxic culture uh, and really, you know, having people taking advantage of you really.
0: Always. Yeah. You know, always. That's but that's what that's what happens, you know. Sure. No
1: good deed goes unpunished. Right. And so uh the good deed of you trying to raise a whole bunch of money from uh the tenants of yes. your uh of your properties, you're getting pushback from those tenants and they're saying, oh, we don't have any extra disposable income. What do you think? What do you take us for? Um, so it doesn't feel like it's been particularly effective in raising capital for you.
0: Not quite. No, not quite. But but I will say we've figured out a way and you can try this with your business, but we have figured out a way to play into the culture war.
1: Oh, right. Interesting.
0: So you see these kids they're always complaining. They're always upset. Sure. And so what we do is we go, look at these baristas. Mm-hmm. Look at these pierced they-them baristas.
1: The snowflakes. Who think and-
0: that they can just live in a home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that gets people mad online right. Right. because they don't like them because they have septum piercings. I see. And then... They give me money and I've actually raised a lot of money because of this.
1: So if I'm reading this correctly, you've mm-hmm. ginned up a phony culture war to raise capital from working class conservatives. Yes, yes, yes. So smart.
0: Yeah, yeah. They get really <sighs> upset. Uh, yeah, they sure do. When you say things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Well, well, when you start hitting all those trigger words like snowflake and, mm, and God, um, it's they're, yeah. it's
0: like a password.
1: Yeah, well, it's like a like a whistle that only they can hear. I don't know what you call, what you call that, but um, Yeah,
0: socialist money, please. Yeah. Oh wow,
1: I'm so glad that it's finally you're finally turning that around, and you're actually going to be able to diversify that portfolio.
0: Yeah, we're going to be able to diversify the hell out of it. That's
1: great. And you build your own zip lines. I do build my own zip lines, and, and but that's a passion project from point to point. Um, yes. What kinds of points uh, make for good uh, zip line uh, amateur ziplining?
0: Well, uh, we have quite a few. My favorite is the one that we have that runs from city hall down to the library oh
1: wow yeah the so, city
0: has not sanctioned it they've taken it down several times interesting but we have gotten seed funding from several vcs wow. to keep it going and fight the legal issues
1: okay and this is just for your own personal hobby this is you're fighting city hall literally yes. to be able to put a zip line on their yes, roof yes
0: my dream has always been to zip line from city hall to the library uh, oh. i've made three trips so far Amazing. Uh, None of them successful. Oh no. Uh, Yes, I've fallen three times. Okay, I
1: was going to ask what makes Frodo unsuccessful. Much like Jesus. uh... Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So when you fell, um, were you at the high end or the low end or somewhere in between?
0: Oh, pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There was a net.
1: Oh, there There was. was a net. Did you have any permanent injuries or anything?
0: Nope. 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 Uh,
1: pretty soft soil. Oh yeah, the park is in between, I suppose. So that's that was probably helpful. That's great. Well, very interesting. Well, I'd love to bring my second guest back in here and uh, and see if there's any. I always like to see if there's any sort of connection, uh, any re- any synchronicity, ways that you guys could work together, or you know uh, that sort of thing. You've both got interesting uh, hobbies and work with a lot of uh, sort of uh, 1% uh, very wealthy people.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it is really important to me as well to, you know, stand up uh, for the marginalized like landlords. Yeah, so I, yeah. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow.
1: Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Interesting. That's
0: so rare.
2: Yeah. It's just, you know, <sighs> cancel culture being what it oh, is now. And I people just, I like her yeah yeah people just feel so entitled to live in a house it's disgusting yeah
1: yeah Yeah. um could you foresee any uh way in which that your two companies could you know find some way to work together do you think we could do a collab
2: many of our clients are our landlords Mm. we have the ceos of uh the large uh, large banks um who are really you know also uh essential to providing housing
0: yeah Yeah.
2: So, you know, we just we care about the same things.
0: We do. I've been mm-hmm. a fan of yours for a while, actually, Dana. Uh,
2: have you ever have you ever purchased anything from our gift guide?
0: I did. I purchased a solid gold TV stand oh. for my nephew's brother.
2: Oh, amazing. So one of our kind of like lower end items. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to go all out for the nephew brother.
2: Yeah. he was. I mean, he's just a child. Right. He's, uh, you know, he like is he 46. Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to, to generalize here, but, you know, so often, uh, men will never know if something is gold or platinum. No, or they they it's have no idea. It could them.
1: be it could be filled. They no clue. It has also been said that you know the uber wealthy male set at forty five is essentially a child. Yeah. Um. So yes. you bought a solid gold TV stand. Solid gold. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's. I mean, I can't even imagine. It is so scratched. Oh, it was a really a...
0: bad idea. It's like ten oh, carat. It's very soft. Yeah. It's so soft.
1: Gold is soft, isn't it? Yeah. It immediately
0: yeah. absorbed the television.
2: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, is it with hot all of there? Products, Where does really... he live?
0: Is it hot there? No, no, no. Just the weight, the melt? sheer weight. Okay. It just. It just imploded.
2: I, okay. I don't want to say these are the the typical results. I mean, you have to follow <laughs> the instructions for taking care of the product. I re- did
0: want to ask for a refund. I was going to say,
1: what is your return policy at uh, Feather and Soil?
2: Well, as all our all of our items are custom made, so there's no return
1: policy. Oh, really? Okay. Well, okay.
0: I have to say this is a real disappointment.
1: Lucy Beth, you were on uh, a tear about what a fan you were of my other guest, and now it seems like we've crossed over into uh, well disgruntled c- customer territory here.
0: I was trying to butter her up.
1: Oh, I so see. So I could get a refund. I didn't know that you were supposed to say that part out loud, but okay.
0: Well, clearly it hasn't worked. No. and It's not going to. No. You, you know, but this so is I, a big I, disappointment because, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry, Dan. Please let me finish. <laughs> this is a disappointment because you have always, historically, been a big supporter of lobs, landlord operated businesses. Landlord you have operated always businesses. Always supported Lobs. Oh, so LLOB. And today, this is very unlob-like behavior. I will just say that.
2: I, you know, I think Dean, when you were asking me earlier mm. why mm. we do, you know, want to limit the catalog distribution to mm. only you know, a very exceptional group of people, right. um, you know, versus, you know, going for that wider audience, you know, this would be the perfect example. This is somebody who, you know, probably isn't Are quite at the level. Are you
0: wider audience? <laughs> uh,
2: I, you know, I think maybe you're not, you know, necessarily in the demographic that um, can easily acquire a gold television stand, you know,
1: so uh, I'm so sorry. that This tension is making me very uncomfortable and I'm a very anti-confrontational person. Um, I, I did want to ask you, Dana, it, it can't be that, uh, that you never get complaints from your customers. It seems like um, you must have people constantly wanting to return things or complain about them. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, is there ever complaints? Probably, but we don't hear them. I mean, our clients okay. have a list of, you know, 12, 15 people that they can complain to staff uh, I their I therapists see. their children if they talk to them at all um you so know.
1: so maybe uh lucy beth um maybe there just needs to be a few more people for you to complain to in your life can i ask you a question uh, well, sure yeah of course anything do you own your home no absolutely not no i live in a basement apartment it is rented we'd love to hear that okay thank yeah. you That's the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Nathan Hartswick, playing Dean Ardenfeld. Dana Van Frankel was played by Kate Willett. Kate is a super sharp stand-up comedian and writer who has been on Netflix, Comedy Central, and a whole lot more. Lucy Beth Tudswell was played by Samantha Ruddy, another hilarious comedian and writer who has appeared on The Tonight Show, The Late Show, Full Frontal, and many more. Check both of those comics out. This episode was produced and edited by Sam Kernett and myself with marketing assistance from Addison Iring, and studio space provided by Local Maverick at localmaverickus.com. Special thanks to Aaron Paulson for the ad read on this episode. Follow us at Corporations Are People Too. Subscribe, review, tell your friends about the podcast. And don't forget to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash corporations are people See you in a couple weeks.